0: Back to episode three of Fire on Ice, a Blazers hockey podcast. I'm your host Logan Penny, and on today's episode, we're going to be breaking down two games. Uh, Game one will be is Thursday night's game against Prince George, and we're also going to be breaking down the Saturday night's game against uh, Victoria. Uh, But first, let's get some news and notes. The big story around the league is four players and three staff members on the Kelowna Rockets have tested positive for COVID. As a result, the Tuesday game scheduled versus Kelowna and Kamloops was postponed along with nine other Rockets games, and the Wednesday game against the Giants and Cougars. They will be off for 14 days. The Rockets are scheduled to return on April 17th versus Prince George. In Blazers news, Logan Stankoven was named to the World Under-18 Championship for Team Canada. The tournament will be held April 26th to May 6th in Plano, Texas. Uh, Self-isolation starts on April 12th. There's about two to four games left from now and then, and then he'll have to quarantine for two weeks when he comes back. So unless there's playoffs or some late rescheduling, his season is likely over after that. There was a bit of talk that he that some players might choose not to go, but when Team Canada calls, you you answer and you go. It's probably the best for his development. he will be playing best on best in his age group. Every major, every team will have scouts there. It's just it's just the best for his draft position in my opinion. Lastly, former Blazer Riley Appelt has committed to McEwen University out of Edmonton out of Canada West U Sports. In 160 games for the Blazers over four seasons, he put up 15 goals, 13 assists for 28 points, and last year was an assistant captain. He will start in the fall. Now to the game. This game is game three of the season versus Prince George. Uh, The game was originally scheduled for Sunday, but because both teams had games canceled, their last game canceled. Due to the Kelowna situation, they bumped this up to Thursday. Now, before the game, the big news was Logan Stankoven would not be playing with a minor injury. Uh, he fell in practice and was expected to be back next game, and just, uh, he was back next game. So, with him out, the lineup for this game looked like same top line, Warren Santazo, Connor Zary, and Matthew Semenov. Second line, Peyton McKenzie. Caden Bankier moves up to the second line, along with Josh Piller. Third line, Dalen Kiefler, Fraser Minton, and Connor Levis. And then the fourth line, Ty Spencer makes his season debut. Reese Belton, along with Dylan Sador, also making his season debut. On defense, same. Sean Strange, Montana Onyabuchi, Quinn Schneeman, and Aki Baragano, and Matt Slingren and Ethan Branwood. And once again, Dylan Grand, we get the starting net. Now, the first thing I noticed on this game was the audio quality was definitely a lot better on this game than the first home game against Prince George. Technically, this is their second home game, even though they only played in Kamloops. And yeah, the audio quality just sounded a lot better. Um, sounded like whatever was the problem they fixed, and a thumbs up for for that. At a minute twenty-four into the game, Montana Onibuchi takes non-sportsmanlike conduct. Uh, he goes after Mejid Kadura, who got into it with Zeri last game. Uh, kind of had a bit of a fight. Uh, so Onibuchi basically saying like, because of that, you need to fight me now. I like it, but. Kajura did not seem interested at all, and Anubuchi ends up punching him in the back of the head while the linesman's in between them. Um, yeah, Kajira just, yeah, no interest in fighting. Bad penalty to take. What I noticed about the PK unit, um, first one stayed the same. Um, Zary and Sentazzo were both on it, but uh, because of no Stankoven, they went with Semenov and Kiefler, which worked out well, and Ethan Branwood would fill in for Onibuchi on the penalty kill. At 7.38 of the first, Mats Lindgren would get his first career WHL goal, assisted by Josh Pillar and Caden Bankier. Now Pillar breaks the puck into the zone and finds Bankier on the top of the left circle by the boards. Uh, Bankier then takes it behind the net where he's pinned by Ethan Sampson, Cougars defenseman. Pillar picks it up, the loose puck, and finds Lindgren, who is in the highest slot and snaps one left side on Goche. Nice job for his first career goal. A little later on, Montana Onibucci takes another penalty, uh, this time roughing. Uh, Johnny Hooker hits him into the boards, and as Booch gets back to retrieve a dump-in, uh, then in the blazer zone, uh, they both look like they're chirping each other, and uh, he responds by punching him in the back of the head, and yeah, that's another penalty. Uh, two di- undisciplined penalties in a row, just can't be doing that in a close game at the time, and yeah, just the penalty kill once again looks good. Uh, some timely blocks and a couple nice saves by Garand. on that power play though. Uh, Riley Height. 15 year old for Prince George I thought he had a much better game than, uh, than is the first game he looked looked more settled in he did score the game before which which helps his confidence but yeah he just he looked good this game 17 minutes into the game Cougars get their first goal really weird one uh, Jack Sander dumps it in from his own zone uh, Grand comes out to play it uh, he's pressured by Cohen Zemer and tries to like spin off him but kind of forgets that misses the puck and it rolls all the way into his net. So Cougars get a goal from the other end of the ice. And that is your misplay of the week. Tough, tough break by Grand there. But he's not going to do that often, but tough to see. And that would do it for the first. Uh, both teams trade pan chances. Bit of a rough period by the Blazers. Some sloppy stretches. And obviously the misplay by Grand. Um, and then two really undisciplined penalties by Onibuchi. The shots that appeared were 15-7 to for PG. Now on to the second period. The Blazers' second goal would come just 45 seconds into this period, uh, scored by Matthew Semenov and assisted by Connor Zeri. Ethan Sampson on the Cougars tries to break the puck out of from behind his net, but as the puck stripped by Zeri. Uh, the loose puck bounces toward Gauthier, but when he reaches out to cover it, Zeri gets to it first and just pokes it to Seminoff, who has a good shot, and buries it. Also on that play of note, uh, Dalen Kiefler got kind of rubbed out behind the net, kind of went in awkwardly, looked to hurt his shoulder or maybe lower body. We haven't really heard an update, but yeah, he did not return to this game. Uh, A few minutes after that, uh, Ty Spencer, who I thought had a great game for his first of the year, um, made a really nice move to go end-to-end and almost tucks one. It gets hooked by Ethan Sampson coming in, so the Blazers go to the power play. The first power play unit this game was looking like Caden Bankier on the wing, filling in for Logan Stankoven, Connor's area at center, Josh Piller on the other side, and Quinn Schmieman and Oren Santazo manning the points. And on that power play, the Blazers would find the back of the net, as Caden Bankier gets his second of the year, assisted by Quinn Schmieman and Orrin Santazo. On that play, Schneeman takes a one-timer from the right circle. The rebound kicks out to Bankier in the slot, who initially is stopped by Goji on a real nice save, but he picks up his own rebound and buries it. Yeah, yeah, great two saves by Goche, but can't find the third attempt. And that goal coming at 5:12 of the second. Been a little stretch here without a goal, so just some things I noticed. The Spencer Belton Sidor fourth line was looking really good. Lots of zone time, some scoring chances, and some nice chemistry with Spencer and Sidor. looks Looks like they can definitely play. With Kiefler out, the lines went into a bit of a blender. Uh, first line kind of modified a bit. Pillar moved up with Zary and Santazo. Uh, Bankier, Seminoff, and Mackenzie made up the second line. Third line was Minton, Levis, and Spencer. And Spencer also was on the fourth line with Belton and Sidor. Uh, that fourth line, though, didn't get a lot of ice time. Uh, Spencer would play on it. Uh I saw Tazo take a shift on it. So they were down to three lines, but some interesting combos going on there. A little later on at 18.06, we have another first. Ty Spencer gets his first career W.H.L. goal in his third game. Assisted by Dylan Sador, it's also his first point, and Sean Strange. Quinn Schneeman finds Dylan Sador cross ice in the neutral zone. Sador does a good job drawing Kadura, the Puget defenseman, towards him. He then slides a nice pass to Spencer, who puts it in low glove. Nice job on this play by Belton, tying up the Cougars' second defenseman, and that would make the game 4-1. Off the ensuing faceoff, Connor Zary gets his second of the season, assisted by Oren Santazzo. Uh, Orin Tazo knocks down a pass in the neutral zone Who then gives it to Zary Who does a nice like curl and drag shot Kind of like Austin awesome Matthews Around Keaton Dowheniak And goes top shelf and pops the water bottle on Goche. Nice nice goal by Zary. And that would do it for the second period Once again, pure dominance by the Blazers They pop off for four, 4 goals in that period Completely dominate the play in the Cougars zone For most of the period The shots that period were 8-20 for Kamloops For a game total of 23-28 for camloops. Just 12 seconds in, Prince Short, D-man, Keaton Dowhenyak takes a kneeing penalty Just kind of trying to get, the, get tazo just sticks the knee out a little bit Luckily everyone's alright on the play and On the Blazers second unit, uh, same as last game 2D on forward on Yabuchi and Lingren And Levis at the point They did get some chances on this power play but don't end up getting one Score remains 5-1 and speaking of kneeing at 601 of the 3rd, Prince George Craig Armstrong takes a kneeing. This time a 5 minute major on Fraser Minton. He textbook knee should be some kind of suspension because of this. Minton's just got the puck in the neutral zone and then Armstrong takes like a loop around and just gets sticks a knee right out. You can see it on the play. And yeah, catches him right knee on knee and Minton's leg just hyperextends. He was down on the ice and couldn't really put any weight on that knee as he gets off, and obviously did not return to the game. And didn't I don't have an update on that, but didn't look good uh, with the five-minute penalty, including some three-on-three. Three, uh, the Blazers being up five-one, everybody got some power-play time. I saw Ty Spencer out there, saw Reese Belton out there for a bit, saw Dylan Sidor out there for a bit, and Sean Strange guys who usually don't get power-play time. Despite the score, uh, Taylor is still battling all night. He made some incredible saves. Uh, they're on the highlights. You should definitely have a look at them. They play well in front of them too on this major, and they end up killing it without giving up any goals. Good job by them, even though the game's kind of out of reach. And yeah, like I said, just incredible play by Goche. At 18:24 of the third, Riley Height takes a four-minute slew footing penalty. Uh, I hate slew footing personally. It's very dangerous. It was a textbook just. Hand on the chest and kicks the legs out and pulls them back. Very dangerous play. A lot of guys can fall on their head like that. I do wish the NHL would adopt the four-minute rule for slew footing. I like it a lot. On the ensuing power play, Sean Cluson puts the rookies out again. We had a, a unit of Spencer, Levis, and Sador with Lindgren and Baragano at the point. Yeah, looked pretty good. And on that same power play, Keaton Dowhain takes a cross-checking penalty on Lindgren to put him down. Two-minute five-on-three, with just 34 seconds left in the game, Matthew Seminoff gets his second of the night and fourth of the season on the power play, assisted by Caden Bankier and Sean Strange. Strange passes it from the point down to Bankier at the side of the net, who makes a quick pass to Seminoff in the slot, who one-times the pass Goche low stick side, and that would do it for the end of the game. Shots that period were 15 to three Camloops for a total of 42 to 26 in favor of Camloops. Now some post game thoughts. Uh, I thought the Blazers had a bit of a rough uh, first period, uh, capped off by the grand misplay, but something must've been said in that first and second because they were almost a different team coming back. They ended up dominating PG the rest of the game, scoring five unanswered goals and outshooting them 35 to 11. In the final two periods, Blazers controlled possession, forcing PG to make to take six penalties, including a double minor. and a 5-minute major for in- game misconduct. Only reason it wasn't like 10-1 or 12-1 was the incredible play by Goche, who the team really hung out to dry, especially in the third. Notable standouts for the Blazers, I thought. Matthew Semenov, even when he was moved off that top line with Conor Zarinor and Sentazzo, still produced, putting up two goals tonight. Ty Spencer looked real good in his first game. Uh, He had a goal, but he had five shots. Some great chemistry with Sador. He should get even more time down the stretch with Kiefler and Mitten going down. Caden Bankier, I thought, also was good. Some great vision out there. One goal, two assists. Did a great job filling in for Stankoven. A preview of what we can expect when he leaves for World Under 18s. Dylan Sador, too, deserves a shout out. Uh, first career game looked good. Had some good chemistry with Spencer. With the injuries, he should get into the next few games. He finished with one assist tonight. And you got a shout out, Matt Slinger. First goal of the game was his first career goal. Yeah, best game so far. Looked more confident. Didn't really notice too many mistakes. And yeah, he made some nice plays out there. The only bad I would take away from that is Anyabuchi's first period. Uh, just terrible start. He basically punched two guys in the back of the head. Very undisciplined. Not smart penalties to take. I'm guessing he was talked to though in the intermission. And he had a pretty solid game after that. So definitely cleaned it up. And yeah, no complaints. Uh, quick note on PG. Um, their only goal came from like 200 feet away. Basically, just gifted by Grand. Uh, they had a decent first period, but got dominated after that, undisciplined, left their goalie out to dry. The only positive I would say is I noticed Riley Haidt quite a bit out there. Like he had, a, he had a lot better, a lot better than his first game, which is the last time we saw him. Overall, with them, I just think the Cougars veteran talent just isn't good enough, and you can't win with 15, 16 year olds carrying the load, and a goalie can only belly out so many times, so. Like I said at the start of my preview, it's definitely a rebuilding year for the Cougars. And in one to two years, I think they'll be a lot better when guys like Dowhenyuk, Zemer, and Height get more experience. The Blazers' next game was Saturday night versus Victoria in Kelowna. So let's get to that now. Some lineup notes for this game. Logan Stankoven, as expected, returned to the lineup. But uh, Dalen Kiefer and Fraser Minton were both out. So as a result, the Blazers go 11 forwards and 7D. And Caden Hamill makes his season debut and WHL debut. The lineup for this game looked like Connor Zary, Warren Sentazzo, and they try and Josh Pillar up with this line. Uh, second line of Peyton McKenzie, Logan Stankoven, and Connor Levis moves up. Third line, uh, Matthew Spencer, Caden Bankier, and Matthew Semenoff, and a fourth line, Reese Belton and or Dylan Sidor. On defense, Sean Strange, Montagny Yabuchi, Quinn Schneeman and Aki Baragano. Same old, same old. Uh, Matt Slingren and Ethan Branwood. And your seventh defenseman tonight is Caden Hamill. And for the fourth time of this year, uh, Dylan Grand gets the start. The starting lineup for the game was uh, Zeri, Sentazo and Pillar, and Onibuchi and Strange on defense. Not too much happened in the first five minutes. Uh, all four lines ended up rolling out and I noticed that uh, Reese Belton, Dylan Sidor, and Ty Spencer were line again, and they looked they looked really good. They picked off where they left off in the Prince George game. Uh, Spencer actually almost scored on a wraparound; it was picked off the goal line by a Royals defenseman. So, really liking what I'm seeing out of that line, especially Spencer. Six minutes and thirty six seconds in, Victoria Royals rookie Brayden Sherman scores his first career WHL goal, assisted by Brayden Tracy and Brayden Smith, the Brayden connection. Sherman picks the puck up at center ice and gives it to Tracy at the blue line. Sherman then darts to the net, and Tracy finds him at the top of the, cir- top of the crease, and he redirects it in five-hole on Garand. Uh, don't know how he managed to fight off Zeri, who was very clearly hooking him. I don't know how there wasn't a penalty either. Now he's hooking his stick, just kind of flips his stick over and is hooking it. A uh, bit of a weak goal by Garand, just kind of squeaks through the five-hole. Um, yeah, definitely, he'd probably want to have that one back. About 30 seconds later, I noticed a great reverse hit on uh, DeYoungs by uh, Quinch Neiman on DeYoungs. I noticed he's done that a few times this year. I really like it. He just baits the guy into coming to get the puck from in the corner and just drops a shoulder on him. It's been nice to see quite a few times. 8.24 into the first. Gannon Lorac is called for tripping on Matthew Seminoff in the corner. The Blazers' uh, first unit power play was looking slightly different. Uh, Same personnel. Sentaz Ozeri, Pillar... Schneeman on, and Stankoven but uh, Zary is on center now and Stankoven is on the point that's a switch from the second game last time we saw Zary and Stankoven together uh Stankoven was playing center and Zary was on the point the second unit was also switched up a little bit uh Connor Levis Caden Bankier, and Matan Onyabuchi up front and forward and Matt Slingren and Anaki Baragano at the point uh it's a change from last time as before it was Lindgren and Onyabuchi Playing forward whereas Levis is on the point so they've moved Lingren back on the defense and they've moved Levis up at forward which I think works better. Overall decent power play for both units uh, they don't end up scoring but oh that just was a good PK by the Royals uh, a couple good blocks um, decent all around. A bit ahead here to 1452 of the first uh, Braden Sherman gets his second Goal of the game and second career goal, assisted by Gannon Larocque and Adam Ivanov, the goalie. Onyebuchi makes a pinch at the blue line on Tracy, but the puck hits by both of them and is picked up in the neutral zone by Sherman, who takes it in with speed. He's able to get by everyone and shields off Sean Strange. Makes a nice move to shovel it in on Grand. The puck hits off Grand's arm and then hits off Strange's leg. Then goes into the net. Just an all-around tough break for Kamloops. Can't really blame Grand on that one. Can't really blame Strange on that one. Just all-around unlucky. About 30 seconds later, uh, Caden Parker of the Royals gets a hooking call on Stankoven. Uh, Ethan Bramwood chips the puck off the boards from his own zone, and Stankoven picks it up off the boards and ends up like battling it off Parker and ends up getting ahead of him it's on a partial break, and he gets hooked uh, Debatable penalty shot. Uh, I can see the argument that he wasn't quite clear, but it was borderline penalty shot. But le- nevertheless, two-minute minor penalty for Oka. Off the uh, ensuing faceoff I noticed something pretty interesting: that uh, a missed call that uh, no one seemed to notice. Uh, Zeri got thrown out of the face-off as the centerman. He was then replaced by Centazzo, who also uh, pulled back too early and was kicked out of this face-off. Uh, by rule, I actually looked this up in the rule book took me way too long to find that uh if you get tossed out twice that is a penalty for a face-off violation same rule in the nhl as it is in whl nobody notices it though and josh pillar is allowed to come in and take the face off so i posted the video on my twitter so if you're one of the seven people that follow that you can have a look at that the twitter is fire on ice pod and go check that out and the reason why I mention this is because at 16:23 on the ensuing power play, Warren Santazo scores, assisted by Connor Zeri and Logan Stankoven. On this play, Royals forward Nick Dorrington can't clear the puck. It's uh, picked up near the blue line by Stankoven, who dishes it cross-ice to Zeri. And he makes a beautiful cross-ice pass down low to Santazo. And he roofs it at glove side on even off, so 2-1 for the Blazers. Just two minutes after that, Logan Stankoven ties the game up at two uh, with his fourth goal of the season, assisted by Oren Santazo and Josh Piller. Stankoven finds Pillar at center ice. Then Pillar, Santazo, and Stankoven break, it, break in on a three-on-two. Pillar dishes it to Santazo on his left side, who makes a quick pass to Stankoven in the middle, and he shoots one that squeaks through Ivanov. bit of a soft one from Ivanov. Uh, won't be saying that much tonight. Uh, who is having a yeah he's having a great game otherwise and would continue to have just a ridiculous game at the end of the first period uh pretty good period by both teams both goalies are playing pretty well aside from both second goals uh back and forth plays special teams were the difference though uh, stanko and centzo have two points already and sherman has two goals already uh, the shots are 16 nine for cameeb on to the second period now At 3.18 into the second, uh, Dylan Sidor gets crushed at the blue line, just like laid out Uh, It was definitely a bit of a suicide pass from Strange, definitely not be making that pass Uh, Sidoran was fine, but Noah Lamb was called who made the hit, was called for charging I don't know, it looked pretty clean to me, he didn't get ahead or anything I, I didn't see anything wrong with that, so I'm not really sure why they called charging the ensuing power play wasn't a very good one by the Blazers. Uh, a few bad passes, uh, no real plays set up, uh, some turnovers. The Royals do do a good job blocking the passing lanes though, so props to them. But yeah, just overall, not the greatest power play for the Blazers. I think the the shift right after the power play, uh, Caden Hamill got out there. And this is the first time I really noticed him in the game. Uh, he looked pretty good out there. Um, He's definitely big. Uh, he's listed at 6-2, I think, or 6-1. Uh, yeah, he looked he looked good. Uh, skating looks really good. He uh, kind of deked out of the f- uh, forward, coming out of the zone, made a nice breakout pass. He got very limited ice time as the 7th defenseman, but when he was out there, he didn't make any mistakes, and he looked good, which is all you can really ask for a 15-year-old in his first game. At uh, 9.54 of the second, Ty Yoder of the Royals gets his first of the year and puts the Royals up 3-2. Sean Strange tries to dump it in from his own blue, but uh, it's intercepted by Yoder at uh, his blue line. Uh, he comes in with speed, moves it forward, and makes a nice move to get around Strange, who makes a, a bad choice just lunging for the puck, and Onyibuchi's all the way over on the other side and can't get over quick enough, and Yoder roofs it left side on Garan, so nice goal by him. Not a whole lot happened the rest of that period. So, uh, no goals, no more penalties, but I noticed some nice things. Uh, Zeri once again tried that uh, curl and drag move. Uh, Notice he even tried that a few times. It went right off even off shoulders, and he actually almost scored by it. Uh, Sean Strange was having a tough game so far. He had the uh, misplay off his foot in for to lead to the second goal, and then he had the bad uh, the bad pinch on the third goal. And yeah, just great saves by Ivanov all around though tonight. He was, yeah, just on his game tonight. Uh, I noticed McKenzie just misses on a redirect shot Uh, a little later. He's really trying to get his game going, but it's, yeah, he's struggling out there a bit. And yeah, the Blazers were really pressing the last five minutes of that period. Uh, Being down 3-2 and not wanting to to lose this game uh, to stay undefeated, they were really pressing on the five minutes. And I noticed uh, Zeri, Sintazzo, and Stankoven finished the period. Uh, they reunited that line at the end of the period to try and get some more momentum going, and it definitely worked. They didn't get much that shift, but later on in the game, they, they definitely did. And that would do it for that period, end of the second. A pretty uneventful period, like I mentioned. Uh, Yoder with the nice goal off the Blazers' uh, defensive laps. Uh, Blazers look very strong, though, in the last five minutes. It's um, some definitely urgency in their game. He, the second period shots were twelve to seven in favor of Kamloops, for a total of twenty-eight to sixteen, in favor of the Blazers again. And yeah, just a great period by Ivanoff, just really keeping his team in there. Uh, that would be a theme all night. He, yeah, my key, I mentioned it a few times already, but yeah, just great game by him. Uh, moving on to the third period. To start this period, uh, Zeri, Stanko, and Tazo, uh started off, so loading up that line to, to tie the game up here. Pretty early on in the period, uh, Leves Levis rips a shot from the slot that, uh, kind of handcuffs Evanoff. It goes, like, in and out of his glove, but he does get a piece with the glove, and nice save. Keep it out. As this period goes on, and this looks like the Blazers are throwing everything on net at Evanoff, and he's just standing tall, like, making every single save. And it wasn't just the offense this period, too. The The whole decor looked really good this period, um forcing everything wide, uh, shutting down all the Royals' entrances, taking away passing lanes, just, yeah, they were they were great defensively, too. Don't want to go down 4-2. Uh, a few minutes later, Onyibuchi makes a nice pass to Bankier, who uh, gets it in the slot and has a lot of room on the right glove side, but just skies it, puts it way over the net, and yeah, just missed chance on that one spelt must have been watching Connor Zary because he makes the same curl and drag shot that Zeri's tried a few times that actually beats Ivanov just blocker side but goes right off the crossbar. The Royals forward Terran Pfizer gets absolutely rocked by Oren Santazo. Yeah, you don't see that from him very often he doesn't usually make too many big hits but yeah he just like cru- staples him right to the like stanchion right by the Blazers bench and yeah just a great hit. Pfizer uh, was slow to get up but he would uh, stay in the game. 13:17 17 into the period. Uh, Brayden Tracy gets called for high sticking on Josh Piller. A minute later, 14:03 uh, left, or into the period, Brandon Cutler of the Royals takes another penalty as he shoves Orin Centazo from behind in the boards uh, by accident, but he takes a two-minute boarding penalty. Uh, dangerous play as Centazo basically f- like folds into the boards. Uh, he'd be okay. Uh, st- looks like he looked fine. Uh, stays out there. And the Blazers have a long five-on-three, and that was what the Blazers needed to tie the game up. As at 14:38, Josh Piller would tie the game up, as second of the season, assisted by Logan Stankoven and Oren Santazo. Now Schmieman sends it back down, uh, back door to Santazo, who rings it around to Stankoven on the other side of the net. Uh, Stankoven tries to pass it to Sentazzo across, but it's broken up uh, by the Royals' D in front. But Pillar jumps on the loose puck and fires a quick one glove side past Ivanov to tie the game up at three. And that would do it for the third. Uh, For the first time this year we are off to overtime. That uh, third period was definitely I'd say the most dominant period for the Blazers this season. They throw 23 shots on goal and limit Victoria to just three. Ivanov completely stands on his head at the other end though. Uh, I'd say like five or six real highlight. Highlight real saves. Uh, it easily could have been 5-3 or 6-3, and this game could have been way out of hand, but he's definitely the first star of the game in my mind. In overtime, it didn't take long for Logan Stankoven again to get his fifth of the season at a minute 39 in, assisted by Naki Baragano and Dylan Garand. Uh, Garand leaves the puck behind his net for Baragano, who carries it to the, his blue line before dishing it to Stankoven, who's streaking down. Stankoven breaks into the zone with speed uh, Stops up at the right faceoff dot And then just kind of brings it around to the, the high slot And yeah he just lets one go that beats Evenoff blocker side And yeah real nice goal for a, a dominant game by him The shots that game ended up being 52-19 to for the Blazers Once again just proving how, how good Evenoff had to be and now for some post-game notes, just yeah, pure dominance by the Blazers, uh, they more than double the Royal shots, but Adam Ivanov, showed him out, stands on his head, I give him the first star, even though Stankoven had 4 points tonight. The score does not tell the story here, um, it was all Blazers tonight, just got, um, ran into a hot goalie, and, but still managed to pull out a win. Did mention this when he scored, but I was happy to see Santazo finally get a goal. He was. He played. He's been playing really well this year. Lots of assists, creating chances. But he had 44 goals last year. So going four games without a goal was probably weighing on him a bit. So probably nice to get the monkey off his back. Uh, Garand was solid tonight, other than the the uh, the first goal. Uh, but yeah, not very busy for him. So Logan Stankoven, two goals, two assists, including the overtime winner. We are going to miss him when he leaves. Uh, what a game and what a great start to the season he's having. Quinn Schmiemann proves keeps proving that he's a number one defenseman in this league. Uh, no points, but once again, best d at both ends of the ice. Uh, was really working around on the power play and had the nice reverse hit than the first. And yeah, just good defensively. Josh Pillar, one goal, one assist tonight. Uh, five shots, looked really good next to Stankoven once again. I'll be curious to see when Stankoven leaves what it uh, means for Pillar, because... That's his linemate, so we'll see. Uh, Yeah, great shot on the power play tonight, too. Just very good. The only uh, negatives I'd say were Sean Strange had a bit of a tough game, but you're going to have those as defensemen sometimes. Just puck goes in off his leg, not his fault. And then he had a bad pinch that led to a goal, but I'm confident he'll be back to his usual self. Uh, Peyton McKenzie, it's starting to become a theme. A little disappointed with uh, him on the top six. I'm not, I'm not thinking that's working. I'd like to see uh, a Levis there or even maybe Spencer try him. couple quick words on Victoria. Uh, pretty poor effort all around other than obviously Ivanov. And uh, shout out to Braden Sherman who scored his first two career goals tonight. And he looked pretty good the whole game. Uh, also, Brayden Tracy... He usually looks good, and he looked good tonight as well. The next Blazers game is Monday versus Vancouver. That's a home game. I should have an episode out either Tuesday or Wednesday breaking that down. And, yeah, until then, uh, like the show on iTunes, like the show on Spotify. Uh, Be sure to follow the page on Instagram and Twitter at FireOnIcePod, and you can stay tuned there for all the new updates. And until then, we will see you next episode.